the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. I guess we don't have any sound effects for Taco Tuesday. There's no sound effect because people are taking a bite of their tacos. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully they're going to be getting even more tacos as New Cellini has decided to announce some reopenings. Kind of. We're going to get into some of the details of that because, and, and if you're not listening to us within California, you still need to listen to this because so goes California, right? Everything that's been happening here is going to kind of happen everywhere else. At least that's the plan for the Democrats. And, of course, we also know that uh, California really should be following the trends of some red states in terms of what's been working out there. But we've got lots to get into tonight when it comes to that, as well as a story that nobody's talking about. I look, I'm looking up on the monitors. I see they're talking about Matt Gates. They want to talk about everything but the fact that breaking news today that um, Americans worry about catching coronavirus drops to a record low. We got lots to talk about in that regard. We got to, we got to pick up the story on uh, Major, League, Major League Baseball as they try to put out the fire that they created with the dumbest move. I've, I would love to come up with a sports analogy on how dumb the move was for them to move the All-Star game to Denver. So maybe my compadre here, is California ready to elect this far-left progressive California? Are they ready to elect a transgender man? Who may be a transgender woman, I'm not sure. A, a, a man who's become a woman. You think they're hip enough to do that? We got that to talk about tonight as well. We got our good friend, GOP strategist, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, Jennifer Kearns, is going to be with us to talk about that. We'd love to hear from you on any of the topics, 888-344-1170. And if you've got something else you want to talk about, feel free to call in about that as well. And the man who will take your calls and also is over there trying to come up with a really good analogy for how dumb a decision it was on Major League Baseball to move that game is my man, baseball lover himself. It's DJ Potato Skins. I think they might have left DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning. That's my mission for the show. I'm actually going to come up with a great analogy. I'm a huge baseball lover, and it deserves to have the thought put into it. So we'll have it by the end of the show. Very good. Wise to not come up with something. Uh, a dumb analogy like I did in trying to point out somebody's dumbness. <laughs> um, good news, though, with this Gallup poll that Americans, uh, their worry about catching coronavirus drops to a record low. Um, so it's kind of good timing to get, that uh, Nusselini has decided to service can resume with COVID safety mods. 
Um, again, to me, that's not reopening 25% capacity or a hundred people, whichever is fewer bars, same thing, museum, same thing. This is not reopening to me. It's not reopening at all. And also I only, I truly believe this in my heart of hearts that we are only in the orange tier and he's only entertaining the idea of a, what he would call full reopening because his butt is on the line. Uh, well, absolutely. But this isn't, this isn't reopening. This is just more throwing crumbs our way. And we have, are supposed to be so conditioned at this point to have government in control of our lives for our own safety that we're supposed to be so... Thank you. Thank you, Nusselini. Yeah, orange tear. Right. We're supposed to be like a scene from Animal House where you know we're flounder and we're getting spanked with a frat paddle and we're going, thank you, sir, may I have another? You know, that's where we're supposed to be at with this. And no, what we need to be doing is say, I'm not thanking you for this. And if you've got a restaurant, you, we need to be uh, – all of San Diego County and all of this country should be doing like our restaurants in Carlsbad and ignoring this and reopening. Every church needs to be like the Polish pastor we talked about last night. That was gold. And, and completely reopening. And anybody who shows up, any police officer shows up with a mask on, you tell them, get out. You, you stop. Republicans are worried. The age group most worried is 18 to 44. The age group least worried is 45 to 64. Now, That's what, really fascinating because the people that are worried are, should be the people that don't have a concern about it because they're probably going to be okay. Right. This reminds me of back when uh, people were hoarding up toilet paper and water, and I went to gather some up, and I offered on the show to any senior out there who didn't have any you know, to contact me, and I, w- I would make it available to them. And I met this old lady in a grocery store, and she said, oh, don't worry about me. By the way, she laughed at everybody hustling up the water off the shelves because she reminded people, reminded me she had a faucet. And she could drink water out of, out of her faucet. She was just this darling lady. And she said to me, she said, you know what? I'm not worried about me. I'm really worried about the young people. And I knew at that point, everybody should have, that it was really the elderly that were at the most risk. And I asked her why she was worried about the young people. She says, because they don't really understand what this is about. That this isn't about a virus. This was last February. Late February. And I talked about it on my show because she was absolutely correct that this was never about a virus. That every bit of this was about government seizing, using an opportunity to seize control and to become fascist and totalitarian and, author, uh, and authoritarian on us. Case in point, there's an article that came out last week, Daniel Har Ivermectin, that according to the World Health Organization now says could have saved 81% of those who ultimately died by the virus, 81%. This is according to the World Health Organization. 81% could have, uh, could have been saved who ultimately died had this drug been given to them, a cheap, safe drug, along with other cheap therapeutic cocktails. There would have been no excuse to fear the virus and so panic and tyranny. And there would have been no market for expensive therapeutics and vaccines that are much more experimental and, and unproven. This vaccine that they're at Detroit right now has workers, they're about to hire 50 people to go door to door to push the vaccine. Uh, These vaccines are only allowed on market under the Emergency Use Act. And the reason why they're under the Emergency Use Act is because we're all guinea pigs right now. These have not completed the clinical trials. And the reason why they were able to push these vaccines to market that had not been completed on clinical trials, making every person who takes these a guinea pig, is under the guise that there was no other remedy available, that there were no therapeutics. Fauci lied. They all lied about hydroxychloroquine. When America's frontline doctors went to D.C. and talked about all the lives that they had saved, they were deplatformed, fired from their jobs. Then in December, I talked about a doctor out of Texas who cried to the Senate D.C. He said to Congress at a Senate hearing, I talked about this on the show, I'm tired 
of patients dying because the CDC is refusing to, you didn't do the job that we did as frontline doctors. We tested these drugs. We know that they work and you're refusing to treat patients. And he, he didn't go so far as to, as to say why, but it's clear why. Because they wanted to get the, they wanted, they wanted us cowering in our homes in fear, right? Cowering in our homes in fear, happy to let the government take over our businesses, take our jobs away from us, not allow our kids to go to school, not allow us to go into churches, completely give our entire lives over under the guise that the government was going to keep us safe. And then hold that out for us and to continue to keep us and conditioned more and more and more and more and more and more and more to rely on the government holding out vaccines as a way for us to get back to normal. And the vaccine passports are all about the dangling the carrot of normal out there for us. Um, 49 studies, 26 of them randomized control trials, show that it works with the virus. 80% improvement when used early, 89% when used as a prophylaxis. Daniel Horowitz, who wrote this article, said that he got a phone call from somebody who's 70 70- Harwitz says, a full year into this virus, our medical establishment has turned our civilization upside down and inside out under the guise of saving lives, lives, but they have censored the one thing that will actually keep people out of the hospital. The question is why. We know why. Power. There's no reason. But even if you didn't know this article, how could you not know that there's still a 99%, even without this ivermectin potato skins, there's an 80, uh, over a 99% recovery rate. I had a conversation with some somebody today, and then we were talking about whether I was going to get the vaccine, whether she was going to get the vaccine, and that's what I told them. I said with a with a recovery rate of ninety nine percent plus, it makes zero sense for me to put something that is experimental into my body. He goes on to say, consider the fact that even some unicorn idea of mask efficacy efficacy can only conceivably reduce transmission by a small amount. Yet they treat masks as mandatory to the point where they enforce them against two year olds rape victims and people with disabilities imagine if they poured that much vigor into promotion of ivermectin or what about he goes on to talk about uh, vitamin d and how they've done all these studies and they know that vitamin d offers a great protection they've been knowing for years that that vitamin d is the number one thing to be used against um, a respiratory infection so vitamin d is taken they have known an intention and i'm going to say it right here They knew that everything that they have done has been the opposite of what should have been done if they wanted to save lives. And why did they they do this? I'm going to say it. Even though Horowitz won't, they needed the mortality rate high so that you would stay panicked and so that you would be so fearful that you would let the government control every aspect of of your life, including now being willing to take a vaccine if you don't want. Look, if you want to take a vaccine, you go right ahead and take it. But this push for vaccine passports... And all and and and, continue, and and by the way, Mussolini saying he's going to release everything uh, the, uh, Jan, uh, June fifth. I'm not believing it. I'm not believing it. We still do not have. We had a family that was kicked off of Spirit Airlines because the entire family was masked except a two year old, and they kicked the family off. The mass, the 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 damage that's been done to the American psyche intentionally. I I don't know that we're I don't know that we can recover from it. I try. I always try and remain hopeful, Andrea, but I, I'm there with you. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Jennifer Kearns. we got to pick up the story on the Major League Baseball. we got to talk. i got a question for her as a GOP strategist. Does she think California is ready to vote for a transgender? Because there's one that's ready to throw his wig into the ring in the race for governor. Stay tuned.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Welcome back to tonight's Andy, uh, got uh, some issues. <laughs> Could have been me writing down the wrong phone. Major League Baseball situation. The situation the, the Democrats are trying to do a pretzel because Major League Baseball baseball left uh, proportionate how these voter laws or laws are that down in Georgia are going to dis down there in Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, and then they do Atlanta is about what 51%, 1% African American. We know they are a uh, minority part of town, the town, the businesses around take the game from there and put it over and put it over in Denver, which is about and uh, Colorado report oh, reportedly Colorado laws. So Steve Ducey. So tonight, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Ducey po- puts it to Jen. So you guys continuing to yammer that, you know, that, you know, Georgia, you know, you got to leave. Uh, voting law. So of course, so of course, the Democrats today are trying to to try to try to that Colorado was actually easier. And one of the things I got to thinking about today was from from a Republican stroll into the trap. Right? We always go, oh no, these Georgia voting laws. Let me t- let me tell you how easy they are. It's easier for the voters down there. And I'm thinking that's and I'm thinking that's absolutely the wrong argument. He needs to stop arguing arguing about the defending it on how easy it is. How easy it is. Well, we need every day against making it easy, making it easy. We should be arguing that we want it, arguing that we want it strict, that we don't want it easy. Because we want it secure, particularly after 2020, to argue, to argue about all the fraud. The time that you're in the in a position of defense, you're lo- defense, you're losing. The time that you're in the in a position of defense, you're losing. And that's what we're doing here. And I can remember having it back in before the election in November, potato skins, I can remember discussing, um, I, I can't remember who it was, but we had a top, you know, Republican conservative does a lot of media on the show. And he was arguing with me about, I said, I don't even like absentee ballots. And he goes, no, they're secure. There's a process to ensure that the absentee ballots. And I said, no, there's not. And what ended up happening in November? One of the main areas where they got fraud over was on the absentee ballots because a, a system of checks and balances is only as good as the people enforcing the system of checks and balances. We need to have the Republican Party should be making the argument all day, every day that ease of voting should not be the priority by anybody and that anybody who's looking for it to be easy is looking for it to be easy because they want cheating to occur. We need to we need to be arguing for same day voting. Election day. Not election weeks, not election months. I'm tired of hearing Republicans going on and defending this Georgia bill going, oh, look, see, it's 17 days of early voting. Well, Biden's wrong. We didn't restrict it down to 5 p.m. to stop in-person voting. We extended it even on weekends. Why are they extending it on weekends? You know what cracks me up, Andrea, is voting election day is the same time every year in November. You can plan for it. So right. you should plan for it. So there's zero excuse. There's zero excuse. There should be in-person, election day, in-person. If you're too lazy or don't care enough about getting there to the polls, then you don't get to vote. Sorry. Life, you know, the elections should not be meant to, to, uh, to make your life easier. That's not the point of the elections. And I talked before about from a psychological standpoint, you don't value something. That's made easy. And we're, and we're obviously, and that's proven. I, th- I think I proved that point in talking about the demand everybody has to make it easy. When I was in college, I had no car. 
I had to figure out on my own at the age of 18 where I could go to vote, how I was going to get myself there on no money, by the way. I had to wait in line for hours. And did nobody bring me a lucky dog while I was standing in line? And also what people need to realize, too, is it's actually the law. Your employer needs to give you the time to go vote. So you can't use the excuse that you have to work to vote because right. your employer is going to help you do that. Right. And let me tell you, and even and even if that, that whatever your issue is personally in your life that might cause a problem, because there's actually been a couple of elections, I wasn't able to vote. There was, a, you know, maybe I moved and I didn't change my voter registration. Life in happens. Time. And you know what? Life happens and that's on me. I don't expect my state or my U.S. government to start changing the election laws to make things convenient for me. Life is about rules, right? Life is about rules. Right. And the left sure loves to, to put as many, to tighten the noose. You look at the same people that are yammering about how elections are supposed to be so easy. Carrot, uh, potato skins are the same people that are killing businesses with regulations. You look at these regulations that Newsom's got on, on businesses right now for 25%. COVID mandates, moderations, and 25%. And outdoor outdoor baseball at Petco Park now is supposed to be at 33% capacity. You know what should really frustrate people is, okay, even if even if Governor Newsom opens up the economy full-blown in, in June, which we all know is, you know, probably going to have conditions, whatever, How how does it feel – to have a business that's already shut down that is never going to reopen again because of these draconian lockdowns. Absolutely. And when you hear me talking about ivermectin, there's no reason why anybody's walking around, why there's any mask mandate on anybody. There's no reason why there's a six-foot it's a six foot distancing mandate on anybody. There's no reason for any mandates any, at all on any business. When Gavin Newsom had to go to court, his own health inspector admitted in court that they had no data to support why they shut down outdoor dining because there was no data to support that it was spread outside. So there's no reason why Legoland is reopening at 25% capacity. There's no reason why any movie theater is only opening at 50% capacity. There is nothing to justify this. And maybe you could get a dinner invite to the French Laundry and dine with Gavin. Well, you know, at this point... We, we can continue to point out the hypocrisy, just like, uh, you know, just like um, in talking about this MLB thing and how it's moved. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell came out today and he said uh, that, you know, businesses just needed to stay out of politics. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I think because, you know, if, if we're a corporation here, if, if, if any business or corporation, which is, an, a, you know, a conglomeration of people, if they want to exercise their First Amendment rights and and tweet out a position or or involve themselves through a donation or whatever, or even moving the, the you know, all-star game, or if you're Coca-Cola, you're Delta, and you want to be dumb enough to tick off your client base, your customers, 50% of your customers, that's your right to do that. But pointing out hypocrisy isn't going to win any battle. What we need to be doing, you know, we need to be holding people accountable. They've got a right to do what they want to do, just like Dixie Chicks. They had a right to incorporate politics into their act. And you know what? The customers had a right to decide to burn their records and say, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to buy your, your crap anymore. Right. Well, I hope Coke realizes not that they care about me personally, but uh, I'm moving to Pepsi. That's right. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be using our our greatest weapon that we have. Instead of just complaining about hypocrisy, we need to be doing two things as consumers and as conservatives. We need to be we need to be using the power of our purse. It may be a little late, to be honest, to be doing this because 200 businesses piled on here and they did it, as I talked about, I believe, for this ESG score. But we can at least we can at least get some on board. I will never fly Delta Airlines again, ever. I'm not going to fly Spirit, right? Uh, Uber got on board with it. 
I'm probably going to start calling taxis from now on or go to Lyft because I don't believe that they're involved in it. Another thing that we need to do is we need to be supporting legislators like Georgia who said, okay, Delta, you're going to try to put the hurt on, uh, you're going to try to put the hurt on, on Georgia and Georgia businesses. How about we remove that tax break that we've been giving you? Businesses should have a right to do what they want to do, right? But shouldn't we be smart in response? That's right. Right? See, it's like cancel culture. You want to try to cancel us? Well, we're going to cancel you back. And the Republican Party, from a strategy standpoint, is always stupid because we always act like, oh, well, you know what? That's not who we are. And we got to take the high road on this stuff. Why are we taking the high road? We need to be playing the game. Charlie Kirk from Turning Point, who you can listen to every night, absolutely brilliant. I disagree with him today. He tweeted out today, you know what conservatives need to do during the All-Star Game? We need to be going around and supporting every black-owned business in this country uh, to kind of show them who's really got their back. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. Let me tell you why. I would do that only for the businesses that are run by conservative minority business owners. Why would I go and reward some minority business owner who voted for this wokeism who's now being hurt by the very policies that they support. They need to feel the squeeze of it, in my opinion. There's no excuse why the All-Star Game is not still in Atlanta. It should be in Atlanta. And if you are a business owner who's hurting from it, I'm not going to go and do business for you if you voted for it. Show me you are a Trump support. Show me you were a Trump voter. And then maybe I might have my peeps down there go buy a rack of ribs from you because I got family all across the state and in the Atlanta area. But you voted for this? I think you need to feel the pain of it. Just like the Democrat voters out here. I know many of the, many of these business owners who are suffering today voted for Gavin Newsom, right? Maybe think about that when it's time, when the recall comes about, because he's, he's trying to stave off the recall. So Caitlyn Jenner announced today, Caitlyn Jenner, now y'all know who that is, a.k.a. Bruce Jenner, decided to throw his wig into the ring because I don't care, you know, what, what injections he's had done or who's done his facelift or what he's done with his weave. He is still a he, okay? In fact, I don't even know that I, 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 word is he's never actually completed the surgery, by the way. He's decided to throw his, his hat in the ring. And this is interesting to run for governor because he supposedly is, is a fiscally conservative guy. Do you think that that poses an interesting dilemma for the Democrats in California if he were to run? I do, from that perspective. Puts him on the spot, doesn't oh, it? Oh, de- definitely puts him on the spot. I'm still hoping Richard Grinnell throws his name in. Yeah, um, because, you know, uh, because uh, and and not because I'm anti-trans, because the reality is, yeah, kind of not specific to trans. But to me, we didn't we learn the lesson from Arnold Schwarzenegger that you cannot be socially liberal and fiscally conservative. You can't because it's the domestic policies that are killing us. You look at the open border. That's not that's actually a combination of domestic policy as well as national security policy because it's our border. Um, but it, it's, it's a domestic policy when it, when it, like the illegal kids are getting schooling and, and we're not, not all, there's domestic crossover with that. We're getting killed. You know what the timeline is when they have to announce their candidacy by if, if they're uh, going to be considered on, on the ballot? Um, no, they've got a while. They've got a while. They've got months. And I think that's what Grinnell is waiting to see. He's waiting to see what happens with this recall effort, if it goes through, if it's official. Because I think there's like 30 days now that the signatures are in for, right. the, for, the, uh, for the signatures to be verified. So far, in my mind, might be changed. I, he's my favorite. I hope he runs. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back. we got more to talk about on the other side of the break. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Speaking of transgender, and I don't really, I don't know if... If you go from man to woman, does that mean you're a trans woman or a trans man? Because I don't, I don't know what the term is. Do you know? Can you educate me? I think it's, it's too confusing. If you yeah, ask it me. is. Um, well, here's what's not confusing: is that according to Epic Times, is it Epic or Epoch? I'm struggling with. My I've opinion. actually heard both. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty-five male inmates. Oh, have, I read this today. Yeah. Uh, no, 261 inmates have requested gender-based housing transfers. 255 are from uh, men wanting to uh, go into a female institution. Because they feel like they're, they're women? I guess. See, this. Two, let me read. 255 are from transgender women and non-binary incarcerated people. I have no idea what this means. Who are requesting to be housed in a female institution and six are from transgender men and non-binary incarcerated. So, yeah, I guess that means these are men that are wanting to be put in female housing. And, oh, by the way, they haven't transitioned. And I don't care how, how you feel, like you and I said earlier, you are what you are. Yeah. Um, the CD, um, they have the CDCR has not denied a single uh, gender-based housing request. They've approved 21 of uh, the requests so far, and they've been uh, transferred to uh, Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla. I mean, prisons are bad enough. Prisons are a tough enough place. Oh, sure and, they and are. You, and you know what? I'm not one that's particularly sympathetic to prisoners. I'm not, you know, and you got to remember, it, you know, the, the Democrats are all about care, supposedly caring about prisoners. And we got to release them all from prison because we got to make sure they don't get the Rona. You know, like that's what's supposed to matter when you've got people, you know, uh, put in jail for felonies. And they get the get Rape and murder. Oh, yeah. And, and they get... Um, it, it, I guess I shouldn't care because if you're a woman and you're convicted of a felony or you're put in prison, I guess I shouldn't worry that now now it's you know co-ed and you got you got men being brought into your facility. But imagine you're a corrections officer or you're somebody there to work this. This is just a breeding ground of all kinds of problems uh, about to happen. But you know, there's your liberalism. There seems to be a lot more of it every day. Yeah. Um, speaking of the left loving criminals. And you have to admit that we've seen criminals, the left, um, blurring the lines. There's no right and wrong anymore. You know, it's part it's part of the demoralization that we talked about, the demoralization process, and and the one of the phases of the the four step process that that KGB guy talked about in 1984. He talked about demoralization and destabilization. When you when you demoralize a country. When you remove its principles, its values, and for us it was Judeo-Christian principles and values. When you're going to five-year-olds and telling them that there's no such thing as gender. When you're when you're putting drag queens, sex sex workers, basically, and you know uh, adult sex entertainers in with five-year-olds. Uh, when 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 you know we're legalizing all kinds of drug use, and there's just no there's no moral compass in a society anymore. You used to be very clear there was right. there there was this was right, this was wrong, and right. it's, it's not that way anymore. We're now at the point to where yeah, we're releasing violent felony, violent criminals, rapists, and murderers out on the street because we don't want rapists and murderers to get the coronavirus. 
When we've got a guy, and whatever happened with George Floyd in terms of, uh, you know, and by the, well, I'm not, I, the evidence has not been presented that Chauvin murdered George Floyd. There are competing autopsies. One autopsy by the coroner said that he died from a drug overdose. And when it comes to lethal do- lethal levels of fentanyl, he had a level 11 in his system. Uh, level 6 is lethal. The drug, his drug dealer who was with him refused to testify today because if he did, he would be responsible for the felony murder of George Floyd, okay? But whatever caused the death of George Floyd... This man was a jack wagon. This man held a gun to the belly of a pregnant woman while she was being robbed. And what in response happened in response to his death? If he was murdered or something was wrong, something wrong went down with those cops, I want those cops put in jail. But this man had no business getting six funerals while you couldn't go have a funeral for your loved one who died. He had six funerals. He, was, he had a procession around Dallas and a gold-plated coffin. That's what we're doing with criminals in the society today. In case in point, we didn't really talk about it when it happened. But I don't know if you saw the two teenage girls who carjacked an Uber driver, tased him, proceeded to try to steal the car from him. He's hanging off the car and he gets killed. No, I didn't see this. This went, there's just been, there's so many stories, you know, all day, every day to talk about that it's, that it's, but it's horrifying. I couldn't even watch the video. And immediately, speaking of jack wagons, we had jack wagons like Juan Williams on Fox News saying that it was really, it was really, it was a joyride gone wrong. These girls carjacked this man, tased him. And there were excuses being made for them. And let me tell you, I don't believe for a second if they had been, if, they, if their skin color had looked differently, I don't think excuses would have been made for them about what was done to this man who um, was, I believe, he was from India. No, he was a Pakistani immigrant who was murdered by these two girls. They're not going to serve a day in prison, potato skins. Not a day. The D.C. police chief said he didn't see any point in trying them as adults. They reached a plea deal with a prosecutor in which they won't serve any time after the age of 21 and they're not going to serve any time in prison. So I don't know what that means. We're, we're, I guess they're going to be at home, maybe home confinement until they're 21 for this. He sees no point. Sees no point. They murdered this man. Murdered him. This is where we're at in this country. Well, and you and I talk about this. It's like, what is going on with our judicial system at the local level and at the Supreme Court level? It's like, where is actual justice? Right. Uh, you know, our entire country has been flipped upside down. And when when our cities were burning in response to this George Floyd thing, what did the Republican Party do? Corning down in Texas put forth legislation for Juneteenth Day. Now, I don't care if we have Juneteenth Day or not in this country, quite frankly. Y'all want to do that, celebrate that? I don't care about that. But where is the Republican Party in pushing? This is all, this is, this is, this is long overdue, potato skins. This is because the Republican Party has avoided, all they want to do is talk about on the campaign trail is tax breaks and regulations. They have completely avoided anything related to social justice, the social justice warrior movement. And this is why we've got we've got five year olds uh, you know, being put on the process to change their gender and why we've got, you know, teenage girls murdering somebody in broad daylight not gonna pay a day uh, of penance for it.
Yeah, this is something that they should have been talking about, all these issues for the, at least, at least, if not longer, the last 10 years. And they're on most points silent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not going to be silent. We're going to continue the discussion on the other side of the break because we've got a shocking story from a Republican governor named Asa Hutchinson coming out of Arkansas and a story out of China that I got to bring to your guys' attention because, you know, the old saying was so goes California. It's kind of now like so goes China, right, in terms of where we're going with this. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, Arkansas governor, alleged Republican. Asa Hutchinson uh, vetoed legislation that would have made uh, his state the first to ban gender confirming treatments of or surgery for transgender youth. Uh, you know, I, it, here's the thing, you know, I, I, if you want if you want to change your I've ta- said this many times, I don't care what you do as an adult, but why in the world would any Republican go along With the mutilation of children, there's just no excuse for this. There's just absolutely, this just breaks my heart because you know that I was, I I was that kid that thought a mistake had been made. And then sure enough, as is the case 90 to 95% of the time when I went through puberty, you know, I, I no longer felt that way. And that's what happens. Leave kids alone. Let them go through puberty. If then somebody decides as an adult that they want to change, I don't care. I just want you to leave children alone with it. Okay. That's what I want. I hate that kids get caught in the middle of this and they're they're made victims and it's despicable. There's just no – for a Republican, for a Republican to join this movement, somebody said to me, well, he's probably just, you know, uh, doesn't want to get into endless legislation. Why would you you let that stop you? We should be caring enough about children in this country because once they're on these puberty blockers, it's done. Once once this – Gender confidence, and I hate this wording. Left, the left are just mag- they're brilliant when it comes to wording. Gender confirmation, as though they're finally getting the gender that confirms who they really are. That's crap. You're born with a biological sex. That's science. If you want to change it and do that on your own as an adult, I don't care. But I'm not going to stop pushing and uh, to stop abusing children in this manner. No, these kids need to be stood up for. Somebody needs to be standing up for them, and it's supposed to be conservatives. Um, there's there's a, a, a story of um, that was out of out of Texas actually that uh, a father it, that finally a court intervened because his ex wife was putting his son through a sex change uh, the procedure it hadn't put the hadn't put the child on puberty blockers thank goodness but it took him a long time to finally get the courts to you know stop you know it, it, you know the ex wife. Isn't that frightening that one of the two parents could decide to do it? It's very frightening. Right. You're a dad. Can you imagine Oh, I, I, being in that situation? I, I could not imagine. I, it, like, it, it would be horrific for me. And that boy was basically begging his dad. He didn't want to be wearing dresses. He didn't want to be doing that. Anyway, um, so that was a good news story that came out about that. Uh, that's, we, need, we need more parents like that, and we need more people like that to be fighting for children. Every step of the way. Every step of the way. 
Um, here's a story out of China that I wanted to bring to you guys' attention. Remember a while back I was talking to you guys about how um, in California there was a bill to purge uh, Christians from uh, the police force. And we know that that's part of a purge that's going on with the military because Christianity is being deemed as, as extremism, at least certain parts of Christianity, basically those of us that actually believe the Bible as it's written, right? Um, there is a, a, a Chinese individual from... Um, uh, who's going with the pseudonym of Lee Yuis, um says that uh, he was a member of a Christian house church. And then in China, there is a mobile facility that goes around um, that basically is arresting people and putting them into these indoctrination centers within these mobile units. And um, it's under the, because the CCP uh, regards Christianity as a dangerous foreign import, Uh, with party documents warning that the infiltration of Western hostile forces in the form of religion. And you know what? That's actually true. And this is why I wanted to talk to you about this. The CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, is right to view Christianity as a hostile force for communism because it is. And that's one reason why in this country there's such a movement on the part of the left to replace God with state. And we saw that taking place with the dictatorship and these Democrat states. And that's one reason why I've, I've fought so much about what's going on with these lockdowns and the, and how it's changing our culture and how so many conservatives and Christians have even bought into it because they, they, they actually believed naively that this had to do with a virus when what it has to do is about replacing God with state and trying to, trying to remove Christianity. It's part of why they're trying to declare that what happened on January 6th at the Capitol, all 75 million Trump supporters and particularly any Christians and conservatives as, as a part of that are domestic terrorists. And why we've got the FBI uh, uh, accusing uh, Christians being right-wing extremists and such a threat to society because they they want to remove Christianity from the public square. They want to shove us into our homes. And then the next step would be what's happening in China with these mobile units going around and gathering them up. And what they do um, in these um, indoctrination little little camps, little units, is they, he was held in a windowless room for 10 months, during which time he was beaten, verbally abused, mentally tortured by staff. Eventually, resort, He eventually resorted to self-harm because at that point he said that death was more welcome to him than what he was being put through. And if you don't think this can happen here, you think about that. He was beaten, verbally abused, mentally tortured. Isn't that what happens if you're just out on a street by Antifa? Isn't that what happened to Andy? No. Cement milkshakes. They're dragging you. They're Antifa and these Black Lives Matter thugs on the street are doing this to people in this country. We need to be aware. We need to be, we need to bring our awareness to the movement that's going on in, in, in this country. And, and then after awareness, we need to get active and stop it. Hey, thanks for being with us tonight. We're going to be right back here tomorrow night on hump day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.